Welcome to Purposely Bossing Up, where we talk about bossing up in business, but we always talk about bossing up in life. Hey y'all, this is your girl T, the host of Purposely Bossing Up, and I welcome you to season four of this amazing podcast. I mean, what a summer. What did you guys do? I hope you guys stayed safe, enjoyed your time from not working maybe, and just being a blessing to others. But as you know, every month of this podcast, during the season, we have different themes. So for the month of November, we will be bossing up in literacy and education. So let me introduce our first guest. Ginger Smith is a children's book author hailing from the city of Philadelphia. Ginger is also the owner of her own children's book publishing company called Black Child Soar Publishing LLC. This venture was birthed from her desire to continue writing and delivering more books for children of color while also infusing them with inspirational themes of both adventure and resilience. The services Smith plans to offer her clients include but are not limited to one-on-one author coaching, ghostwriting, and editing, selling merchandise, hosting creative bookmaking workshops, throwing character engagement parties, and more. All right, so I introduce to you all Ginger Smith. Good afternoon, Ginger. Good afternoon, T. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm blessed. I'm not going to even complain. I know that's right. I'm just super excited. We launching my season four with you today. So this is going to be amazing. And I'm just ecstatic and um, can't wait until, you know, this conversation going because I know you're going to talk some good stuff. Um, like <laughs> I told everyone, this um, month is basically bossing up in education and literacy um, I think that's a big topic, is a big thing. My mom was always big on education and literacy is definitely something that we take very seriously in this household. So, you know, um, I can't wait to get into this conversation, but I always start my podcast off with asking my guests this very one question. What is your definition or meaning of purpose? Wow. Purpose to me is the reason why we exist, what we were put on earth to do, you know, utilizing our gifts digging deep into our passions, um, things that make us feel fulfilled and and um, purposeful. So, yeah. Yes, I know that's right. Because, you know, and I tell people all the time, I ask the same question time and time and time and time again. And everyone gives like a different, you know, explanation. And this is the reason why I ask this question, because, you know, everyone perceives it differently. You know, um, yeah. even if some of them do sound the same, but everyone puts it in their own own words and you know is based off of their own personal experience it's not something that someone from around the corner can say okay well you know I live my life like ginger and this is what I think purpose is too like no it can't go down like that you know everybody it's almost like DNA (laughs) right exactly it's like DNA because everybody's purpose is different everybody's journey is different I think our our purpose is kind of set when we come when we're born 
but then it, there's some flexibility and wiggle room to evolve and 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 um, grow, expand. You know, as as we go through life and we have different experiences, the one experience sets us sets us up for the next experience, and so in in, in that process, that that purpose can can be magnified tenfold. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people clapping, clapping because that is so true. Like you said, it's just like DNA. Yeah. I didn't even think about that way, but <laughs> you said it. You want the money with that one. <laughs> so how did we basically get here today? Um, because I know you are an author and you are the founder of Black Child Soar Publishing Company. And I want to know, how did we get there? Wow. It's a long journey. How, how much time do we have? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'll say that um, I am the author of two children's books. Um, Niles Surprise Discoveries uh, was published late last year in around August. And then the sequel or the follow-up is Niles Surprise Visit, which just came out last month in September. So to start with the first story, Niles Surprise Discoveries, this was loosely based on an experience I had with my eldest son when he was just four years old. Very true true to life. And I took that experience and sat on it for about 20 years. It was, wow. always, it was always in my head and always in my heart. Um, and my grandmother, who was still alive at the time that we had the experience, she said that would make a good story. Um, and she's going on now, but I hope that she's smiling down from heaven and really proud to see this, you know, come to fruition. So I basically took our experience and then I embellished it to make it interesting, um, to make it kid friendly, mm-hmm. to give it a little pop. And uh, it's basically about Niles and his mama. Um, he's very curious. He's very inquisitive. He's um, smart and he has a lot of energy, like most little boys. <laughs> and um, he also loves ice cream. Uh, Blueberry Blast is his favorite ice cream, to be exact. And he takes this this uh, weekly walk to Mr. Williams ice cream truck with mama. So on one occasion, um, Niles stumbles upon this little creature. I'm going to show you if you can see this little pink thing in his, in his hand. Um, he picks that up. He's oh, not, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's not sure what it is, but um, before he get mama's full approval, he's already tucked it in his, his shirt pocket. <laughs> so by the time he gets to Mr. Williams ice cream truck, Mr. Williams can't help but notice this little creature that he's got. And, um, he inquires about it. He steps out of the truck. And after further examination, he tells him that it's a baby squirrel. So Niles doesn't just take that at face value because he envisioned a squirrel looking like this, you know, and that looks very different from what he found. So then Mr. Williams takes the opportunity to share with him that he is a retired veterinarian. And that right there just blows Niles' mind. He's like, I didn't know that, you know. So Mr. Williams is going into his experience and how he's cared for animals for over 30 years. And he gives him a little mini lesson on the development of a baby squirrel. And they're born with no hair, their eyes are closed, no fur. And so, you know, there's an evolution of their development. So that really plants the seed for Niles to want to follow in Mr. Williams' um, footsteps. And the, that's one of the circulating themes is mentorship. I'm big on mentorship. And we have so many wonderful mentors in our communities. And they have a lot of knowledge and wisdom to impart to our upcoming generations. And so 
that's basically the gist of it, you know, the story, but it's very powerful. And this here is my favorite illustration out of that particular book. And this is where Mr. Williams is explaining the hours of school, the hours of studying, um, the perseverance that it's going to take to become an animal doctor. But if he stays the course, he's going to be successful. And you also see Niles envisioning himself. He's got his cap and gown on and you see the test and the book surrounding him. And, you know, we need to affirm our children, especially in, you know, what's happening in our communities and what's happening in the world. It's very important that, you know, we have that influence and that reassurance. So that's the first book. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that is so amazing. And of course, I was definitely going to ask, who is now? But you already said that's your eldest son. And I think it's just so amazing when you can incorporate your family or let's say you had close friends in something that you want to do. I always tell people when they're building brands, it's great to incorporate those people, even though you don't have to incorporate everybody because we know everybody's going to give their own opinions. But incorporate those special two that you know will give you the honest truth and will ride along with the journey with you. But that is amazing. Yes, now you better be asking a whole bunch of questions. Well, my son's my son's name is actually Nasir. So I didn't yes. want to use his real name. And I thought right. about Miles. A lot of um, African-Americans have named their sons Miles after the Miles, Miles Davis, the jazz great. But I chose mm-hmm. Niles as something different. But what I'm learning is that there's there's quite a few African-Americans boys out here named Miles because they're 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 hitting me up and like so ecstatic that their name is on a book. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, you know, going through this journey and becoming an author, what do you feel maybe was your biggest challenge to get where you are today? The whole process was challenging. I mean, I I finally penned the book in 2019. Um, I started working with an illustrator and then um, I had to shelve the book for a while. I was going through some personal things and it's actually during the pandemic that gave me the nudge to pick it back up. I was also in grad school (laughs) at the time pursuing my master's in communication management. I was virtually homeschooling my three youngest children in grades kindergarten, second and seventh grade. I was also working full time in the social service agency um, as a supervisor with the team that I had to manage remotely. And just, you know, the nuances of trying to support people and what they may have been going through personally at home. Right. Trying to juggle my own stuff. It was a lot. (laughs) But, um, you know, I just stayed the course. And then with the second book. Weeks within days of me wrapping up the the the, the book, my, my father passed mm. uh, in July of this year, and um, it was very bittersweet for me. He had gotten a chance to see the first book published and mm-hmm. see the inner workings of the second one being done, but he didn't get to see the finished product. And right. he is an inspiration for the second book, now Surprise Visit, which you know I'm sure you'll allow me to get into it a little bit. But it, it was yeah, very sure. Yeah, it was very challenging. Um, but I just I just stayed the course. You know, I couldn't I couldn't throw in a towel. You know, I had to think at, you know, the vision and how far I've come. Like it's been such an amazing experience. You know, it's nothing that I would have ever thought of. I never uh, aspired to be an author per se. I just took that one story and, you know, was able to bring it to life. And then boom, bam, you know, here comes a second story, you know, so I have two published books in, in a one year time span. Like, that's amazing to me. <laughs> like, who does Yes, it is. Who does that? <laughs> 
And I got a couple stories waiting in the tuck, you know, to um listen. I know that's right. You you have to because you be like, listen, I can't give y'all all this goodness at one time. You know, I gotta break it down just a little bit so I can give y'all some time to get through that phase. Yes. And then here come bam. Yes. I, yes. I, I with you with another one. You know, you just have to you it's have like to it's like once you get bitten by the, the author bug, you can't stop. Seriously, <laughs> like it's just that is so true. Yes. Yes. That is so true. So growing up in your childhood or even in your adulthood, did you have any mentors or role models? And who were they? Oh, I mean, I had a few African-American teachers that I really looked up to. You know, they were very nurturing teachers. Um, They called you on your stuff, (laughs) but in a loving way, a loving, firm way. I'm thinking about in particular and Miss White uh, from both elementary and high school, respectively. And let's see. You know, my my grandmothers were a great influence. They both have passed on, but they were very strong women and very passionate. Um, One was more more so an advocate um, fighting for the rights Mm -hmm. uh, and protections of the underserved community. Um, She used to go to Harrisburg. I'm in Philly. So, you know, she went up to Harrisburg, which is our capital. And, you know, was on the picket line and protesting and laid her body out flat to, you know, gain the attention of, you know, lawmakers in terms of making laws and decisions that affect black and brown people, you know, for the better. So that that was my grandmother, yeah. Viola, Viola Sanders. Then my other grandmother, my paternal grandmother, Mary Smith, Mary Holman Smith, she, Lillian Smith, she uh, was a, a special ed teacher. So she worked with um, children mm-hmm. that had special needs and she dedicated her whole life to that um, endeavor. And um, she was also an adoptive parent who adopted five children. And I, um, I've i been wow. working in the social work and foster care arena for like the last 17 years. And uh, she was definitely an inspiration mm. in me deciding to become uh, a foster slash adoptive parent as well. So. They were definitely um, strong women, strong women in my life. And um, even in this process of becoming an author, you know, I've befriended a few uh, aspiring authors and just, you know, watching their journey and getting encouragement from them um, and supporting one another, too. I think that's really important because I feel like the author journey could be very isolating sometimes, especially when you're starting out and you don't know what to do. But but as you begin to find your tribe and you connect with people um, that can, you know, look over something for you, that can write a review for you, that can tell you about an upcoming event where you can get put on as well, you know, that feels good and reassuring. So, (laughs) but yeah, like you said, those are great examples of you know, different mentors and role models. Um, a lot of us have those amazing, you know, teachers who, you, you know, kept the stern with us, told us what it was, you know, they didn't sugarcoat nothing at all. Yes. yes. And then you have those, you know, relatives that, you know, make an impact on our lives. You know, um, like you said, like your grandmothers are passed on, but they're still making impact on your life today. So that's the most important thing. Absolutely. So let's get into the second book. Yes. Um, the second book was which was just released yes. last month, yes. and we are so excited to talk about Giles again because you know he's just an amazing kid in this book. So tell yes. us a little bit about this second book. Oh yes, thanks T. So this second book, Now Surprise Visit, picks up where Now Surprise Discoveries left off. 
So we see Niles, he has a little bit of physical growth. He has a, um, a lot of emotional growth and building of character in this story. Now, remember, the, the, the main characters in the first book were mostly Niles and Mama and Mr. Williams. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, there's this conception or uh, assumption running around rampant uh, that, you know, Black fathers are not involved in their children's lives. They're absent. Mm -hmm. They're either in jail. They're deceased. You know, they're deadbeats, what have you. And um, and and cultivating a second storyline for the second book, I was speaking with um, a colleague of mine who's a fatherhood advocate. And he said, well, what's going on with the second book? What's the plot? What's the story going to be about? And I was kind of teetering around, but not really sure which direction I wanted to go. And he said, well, you need to, you need to have Nam's dad in there. And I was like, oh, OK, OK. How, how am I going to spend this? So in this right. story, Niles dad um he makes a surprise visit hence the title um he's not a deadbeat he's actually a serviceman he's in the military and he's mm. been away however um even though he's been away he's been highly invested in what has been going on with his son they are um zooming <laughs> you know which we're all doing these days because right. of right and he's he's writing letters which is a which is an ancient yeah. uh, which is an ancient art. How many of us still write handwritten letters? <laughs> right. Um, but he's invested in what's going on with his son, and he knows about the encounter that he had with Mr. Williams, and you know, going to the animal rescue to learn about being becoming a veterinarian. So um, when Daddy makes his surprise visit, <laughs> he doesn't come empty-handed. He comes with a black puppy uh, as a gift as a gift to Niles um, and a way for him to jumpstart, you know, becoming a nurturing caregiver to his first pet. Mm -hmm. uh, and so again, it's just Niles being reaffirmed, you know, and I'm touching on the themes of uh, military families and how important mm -hmm. that is over the last few administrations. We've had lots of families that have been separated for a long time yeah. and um, the importance of, you know, keeping those relationships going, you know, the toll, the emotional toll that it takes on families and how they can persevere and maneuver in those times. And then, of course, coming home and being reunited, you know, being able to pick up the pieces and and just reconnect and enjoy each other. So those are some of the themes in the, in the new book. <laughs> yes, I, I love it. And it's nothing like the reconnection thing. I love it how, yes. you know, he was, even though his father was in the military, you know, they were still talking. He was still writing letters. And then, boom, daddy comes home, he visits. And then I'm sure Niles was going crazy. You know, you get to see his daddy. But, you know, um, it's just so great to hear, like, those kind of stories. Because we don't hear about that kind of stuff. You know, yes. we don't, it's, it's like non-existent, especially in the Black and Brown community. We don't talk about that. Right. And that's really my mission in writing my books, you know, these two and the, the subsequent ones that are to come, just showing our children real stories that happen to us, even though, you know, people don't think they occur. And, you know, just the significance that we're just like any other um, families. We have the same experiences, you know, and um, I think it's important for our children to see those rich stories of positivity and, and family and, and loving one another. So that's my goal, you know? Yes, I'm here for all of it. I am here. <laughs> and I cannot wait until the rest of the um the series, because this is a series right now. The rest of the series come out, and it is <laughs> going to be amazing. I know it is. 
But let's get kind of like into balance because I know you do a lot. Like you said, you work as a supervisor in social services. You had the babies at home that you was homeschooling. Are they all back in school? They're all back um, in school currently. Yes. Fingers crossed. (laughs) So you got the babies. They they out the house now. They out the house. But, you know, you were doing a lot plus writing a book. Like, how did you manage to do all of that? See, it's only by the grace of God. That's all I can tell you. I mean, I was so mentally exhausted and tapped out most days, you know, um, just trying to support the kids. I mean, thankfully, they did fairly well. But there were days when they got so discouraged and they were tired and I had to push Mm -hmm. them to stay the course, you know, because it's not the same. In-person learning virtual is like oranges and apples. Um, But, you know, and I try to... Let me put it this way. My children are some of my greatest motivators. And so, you know, when they were struggling with the virtual, I had to lead by example in what I was Mm -hmm. doing in terms of school and work and just managing everything myself. So I think I tried to um, stay the course and stay positive and be resilient so that they could mirror that, you know, so they can see, well, my mom's doing all this good stuff that we can certainly, you know, you know, stick with this virtual thing just a little bit longer. But, you know, I, I usually wait till late at night when the house is quiet, when they're asleep and I write down my ideas and I make a checklist and little mm-hmm. by little, as I, as I accomplish each little task, I just check it off. And it seems like something simple, but for me, visually, that's really important to see my progress, no matter how slow it is. You know, mm-hmm. I just um, celebra- I just celebrated a hundred a thousand followers on Instagram yesterday. And it's really not about the numbers because it's been a slow but steady climb. Yeah. But it is progress because just a year ago I had zero followers. <laughs> right. You know, So I'm slowly but surely building up my my audience. Um, I'm making connections with other authors. I'm doing a real push to connect with educators so I can get my books into schools. You know, I want to yes. get books into some bookstores into the library system. You know, I put in an author inquiry for that with the Philadelphia um, Free Library. So hopefully some of those branches will pick up my program and and see the value of, um, you know, bringing my book to, to, you know, the community. I also have a mascot, which, you know, people don't know about or I haven't seen a lot of people with. So that's something different, a a twist, you know, something um, unique that I have in addition. And, he was, he's been wonderfully received. Um, my agency, we had our first in-person event back in June, and that's when I brought the Niles mascot out, and he was giving out free books, and he was out there dancing with the children and their, and their parents, and um, everyone wanted to get a photo op with him. He brought a lot of joy um, to the event, and so... You know, there's just, mm. there's so many possibilities and things on the horizon that I, you know, just would have never imagined. So all in all, it's 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 been a good journey and I'm just looking forward to what, you know, what's coming next. Yes, that is so exciting. That's so exciting. I can't wait. I'm just all excited. <laughs> I'm like, I can't wait, you know, <laughs> because like you said, like putting your book in those specific places would be amazing, you know, like in the free library in the schools with a curriculum, you know, like even if you had like an uh, academy or something like that, where you, where you had men who or women who mentored the, the boys and, 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 and teach them ways on how to be, like you said, resilient and um, patient, you know, like I'm sure now they have a lot of patience trying to hear, <laughs> the, you know, old head talk about 
this this squirrel and he like listen like this is not a squirrel like you know like no this is a squirrel like let me show you how you know right. this is the science behind it this is how it grows and all the stuff and I think it's just so good to have those kind of things implemented in all these different places like you'll you'll get what you need it's going to end up somewhere and you're going to be super excited and I can't wait because I'm going to be there <laughs> and be excited with you jumping up and down and everything like that that's going to be amazing stuff and more boys need to see books like this that represent us and you know things that people can put in these schools and teach and talk about you know yes, so yes representation is definitely important I mean I can't tell you how many parents have inboxed me or emailed me and said you know when when they presented the book to their son or their nephew or their cousin or their godchild you know that his his hair resonated with him or his skin tone resonated with him so it's definitely important you know, I was a, a, a educator for a brief stint and I worked in an area that was predominantly um, Hispanic. And so a lot of my students mm-hmm. were Hispanic, but it was very challenging to find literature that where they were reflected. And um, there's a void there when you yeah. can't see yourself in the books that you're reading. So, you know, um, now that I'm a little more, more, little more knowledgeable, if I was still an educator today, I would be able to search high and low for those texts you know, and bring it into the classroom. But at, at that particular time, you know, it was really limited. And I think if children see themselves reflected in the literature that they're reading, they're more excited about it. You know, they're more exactly to take hold of it because it's like seeing it's like seeing themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. So we know, you know, Oh, you were doing all the right and working, everything else. And I'm really big on self-care. So how do you pour back into yourself? Uh, I'm still working on that too. <laughs> Listen, we are I'm, all a work in progress. I'm getting better. You know, I'm, I'm becoming a woman of a certain age. You know, I I I, I need to get a nap in every now and then. <laughs> you know what yes, I'm saying? Uh, my clubbing days are long over. I never really was into the club, but you, you know how somebody will call you, you know, to hang out. And you be like, okay. And then it gets about an hour before it's time to step out. And you like... I don't know. Like I'm about to text exactly. It's a wrap. Like uh, definitely getting rest. Um, taking a walk. I like the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I may go to catch a movie. Now that the movie theaters are back open, I might go catch a movie by myself. Mm-hmm. Have lunch or dinner on a solo. It's really simple things, but um, anything yeah. to calm my spirit, anything to help me recharge, anything to help me block out all the other noise and distraction that's coming from every which way. Um, it might mm-hmm. be lighting some incense or some candles. Um, I like to get my nails done. <laughs> um, they don't yes. match my, they don't match my book now, but um, you know I, I like to coordinate and keep them up. Again, it's it's not about being vain, but it's just like it makes me feel good that my I call them click clicks that my mm-hmm. click clicks are done. Um, and 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 around the time that you know I released both books, I had made sure that they were orange and blue to correspond with my my branding. So. Yeah, just simple things like that. You know, um, I love to travel. I haven't been able to travel that much during the pandemic, but um, I did recently go to Miami um, to celebrate Mm -hmm. graduating from grad school. And I've implemented a new thing for the holidays. I no longer give my children toys. We give the gift of travel for Christmas. Listen, (laughs) so, um, you know, I'm here for it. Yeah, I like to take them places and expose them to different things and 
you know, allow them to kick their feet up and go to a spa and, and get a massage and, and get treated, you know, and, you know, drink, drink a non-alcoholic drink out of fancy glass and, you know, feel special. <laughs> Let them turn up a little bit, you know, yes. um, especially over the last, you know, through the pandemic, it's, it's been stressful for all of us, including the kids. And so yeah. they need to let their hair down and unwind too. So yeah, we like to travel, but um, again, it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be anything that necessarily costs a lot of money, but mm-hmm. anything that helps you to, like I said, recenter, to just woo-saw, you know, to just take a minute because it's rough out here. You know, it's a lot yes. around us. I know, you know, my city, we're going through, you know, just some crazy violence right now. And it personally impacts me because I've lost loved ones and friends. And so mm-hmm. every time I hear a story, you know, it just it just hurts my heart. Yeah. You know, so we got to find we got to find our joy in different spaces and places. So get it where you can. Yeah, that's actually true. I'm in Philly too. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. But like you said, it's the little things that you do that can make a big difference. And I tell you all the time, like you don't have, like you said, spend a whole bunch of money or, you know, um, have to be something all extra spectacular. It's the small things, like you said, just sitting down, maybe somebody like doing yoga or like you said, taking a nap. I like naps too. Like college opened me up to a whole new thing. And I was like, oh, these naps? Oh, these naps are everything. Like, you know, so I take my little naps too. So, but you know, like for myself, I actually always set aside, um, like a day, like you said, get your nails done. So I usually have my nails and my feet done. I have to make sure my finances in order so I can make sure I get that particular thing done or I go for my monthly massage or, you know, like those kind of things. Because those things really, really help. Yeah. Like tomorrow is my mental health day. So I'm not doing no work, no nothing. And I'm going to just do some cleaning because cleaning helps me get my mental together. Like cleaning really helps clean. me. And I always tell <laughs> see, you know, like based off of how you feel, I tell people it's reflected in your home. So like, if you're not feeling good, you're going to see that. If you are like, your mind is all over the place, you'll see that in your household. Because that's how... That's how you'll be living until you get yourself together. So that's yeah. what a sister going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> Cleaning, but yeah, self-care. Self-care is so yeah. good. I'm glad we're actually like on this wave right now. And I hope it continues to be that way. Like people don't forget about. So um, yes, people continue support and see yourself because it is so important, especially um, individuals who are entrepreneurs and things like that. We can't pour into others if we're not pouring into ourselves. So we have to make sure that we, you know, show up as the best versions of ourselves when we're out here telling people about our businesses or about our brands or like, like Ginger, she has a book. So, you know, she don't want to, you know, be doing a presentation about her book feeling like crap. So, you know, she wants to be able to talk about highly about her book and the relationship that she has personally with the book. So, People, make sure your self-care is in order. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can give young Ginger a piece of advice, what would you tell her? Wow. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I think as a young Ginger, I was very timid, very sheltered and a little scary. It wasn't Mm -hmm. until my later years that I gained a lot of confidence and, um, just started to take more risk. So I think my mm-hmm. message to young Ginger was just like, you can do it. Plain and simple. You can do it. And I think we have 
a lot of gifts. God blesses us with a lot of different gifts and being able mm-hmm. to really tap into what those gifts are and how best to bring them out, perfect them, and then share them with others. Um, I think that's really important. You know, I've always been creative as a young person, but I just think life experience, again, has set me up to really like bloom now, later in my later right. years. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So just, just, yeah, you can do it. I would, I would say, Ginger, you could do it, girl. <laughs> Yes, young ginger, even adult ginger, you can do it, girl. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it can still apply whether you know you're young or you're old. So that is great. That's a great piece of advice, though. You know, something to make sure that individual perseveres. You know, they stay dedicated um, despite the things that you know the hardships that may come their way. You know, you can still keep going. Um, It's not the end of you know, the journey, this is actually what's going to make your journey more enjoyable because you went through that hardship. And people, of course, as individuals, we don't see that. We only see it where we get to the end. You know, we think back and say, oh, you know what? That really helped me come into the individual that I am today. So, you know, guys, we always have to think about those hard times and those hardships and those those stumps we had to get over in order to become the individuals that we are today. Because they actually help us to find our purpose, to come into with our purpose. And that's the biggest part of living a life that we do. Yeah, it's it's not to hurt us to so make when, us stronger and set the foundation for us to be able to move to the next level, you know. Exactly. Everything that has happened in hindsight, you know, was just uh, setting the stage for all that's manifesting now and all that's yet to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, for example, absolutely. I got I got into grad school probably 10 years ago. And again, I had a lot of personal stuff going on. And as much as mm-hmm. I wanted to go to school, I realized I said, you know what? This is not my time, because if I try, if I attempt this, it's going to be an epic fail because I can't fully commit to it right now. And then mm-hmm. um, and then I just really kind of focus on raising my children, you know, p- trying to pour into them and give them a good start. But when I decided in 2019 that I was going back to school, it was about Ginger and making Ginger happy and doing something that Ginger was looking forward to. And I mean, I graduated with honors while holding down a job, writing these books. <laughs> taking yes. care of kids. You know so I felt really good about that in the end. And, and I think just maturity wise, I was able to handle it much better than 10 years ago, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, it, it happened when it was supposed to happen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I tell you all the time, like being a creative, I come up with a thousand and one ideas at one time and I'll be so hyped. Like, oh, yeah, I got to do this today. I got to do this tomorrow. I do this next week. And then I'll be like, hold up, pump my brakes. I don't have to do these things right now. I'm just going to write them down. And then when it's time, they'll resurface. Yep. And then that's when I can fully execute because a sis had to chill, okay? <laughs> yes, the journal. Oh, yeah, okay. you got a journal, book. a notebook. I'm just like that. Yes. Faith, hope, and love. I write, I write everything down. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't go anywhere without it. You know, um, I could be sitting outside this children's school waiting for them to get out, and I'll be jotting down something, you know, when it comes to mind, so I don't forget it. And like I said, I use it, you know, it's kind of like a guide. I see what I can accomplish now. You got to prioritize long-term, short-term. 
But as you start to see, as you start to check things off and you see the manifestation, you see the growth, it just inspires you to keep going, you know? And again, it's not going to be instantaneous, but you have to stay the course. And what's the the sayings? Um, Faith without works is dead. That's the one that I really believe in. And um, God helps those that help themselves. (laughs) So you got to take the initial, you got to take the initial steps. And, and be assertive to just step out there. Um, and I think once you do that, then the universe provides everything you need. You know, they put, put you on the right path. They op- start opening up doors. They start sending good people in your direction, you know, yeah. uh, presenting opportunities for you. Like just in the last couple of days, you know, some things have, have um, come to light. And it was like, wow, I didn't think I'm, I would be doing this six months ago, three months ago, but I'm, I'm here for it, <laughs> you know? Right. So, Yes. Yes. So what can we look forward from you? You know, do you got anything coming up that our listeners need to know about and how can they participate? Yes. I had to write it down, sis, because it's so much. (laughs) Uh, Just to give a a little taste, I'm going to be doing um, a children's book fair called Fall in Love with Reading. That's going to be on uh, November 6th on Germantown Avenue, 5547 Germantown Avenue. And everything I'm mentioning is always posted on my social media. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, I just learned of an event that'll be taking place during um, Children's Book Week, and that's going to be November 13th. Uh, it's it's a new event. It's a first event, but I'm sure it will be more to come. So basically, authors in the city are being invited to decorate their, their vehicles and pretty much, you know, bring mm-hmm. out their books and share it with the community. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, putting my ducks in a row to make that a great interactive experience with uh, everyone that comes out. Yes. Um, tomorrow. Tomorrow, um, I am doing the first public reading of the new book, Now Surprise Visit. <laughs> so several years ago... For my day job, um, I created a program called Take a Look, Read a Book. And it's basically just to celebrate and um, highlight the importance of literacy and, and, and books with children, young children. Of mm-hmm. course, due to COVID, we've taken the, uh, the program that was in person to a virtual platform. And that's how mm-hmm. we have to do it, you know, as of now. Uh, but tomorrow, my, my, my work team, they will be, you know, managing... Um, presenting the book to the world for the first time. We have a special guest reader and I'm going to be giving out free copies of the book for all my little attentive listeners. So um, they'll get an autographed copy of the book um, to see, you know, who was paying attention and there'll be opportunity for question and answer throughout. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we're going to make it interactive and fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, That'll be on Zoom. And again, all of this stuff that I'm sharing is on the platform. And then you mentioned my... um, Publishing company, yeah, uh, Black Child Store. Yes, briefly, um, I just got inspired by my own experience, my own journey. I've I've learned a few things um, and still learning, but I want to be able to share what I've learned with other aspiring authors. I want to uh, do some ghostwriting. I want to do some coaching and help other writer, uh, writers to establish what their story is and bring it to light. I want to do some bookmaking workshops with children. Yes, that is so I, I gotta pace myself because, like you said, you you have so many ideas. <laughs> Which one am I gonna start on first? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, those are just some of the things that I'm thinking of, and um, obviously, once 
this gets a good run, I'll be ready to start thinking about the third book. <laughs> awesome. I yes. Yes. One, yes. I have one in the wings, but it would be uh, a diversion of this one because I wrote another book for my youngest daughter. Um, so now okay. Niles fans may have to, you know, go on ice for a little while because she's upset that her book hasn't been out yet. So I got I gotta work on that. That's that's my youngest daughter, Milana. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. But um that yes. continue continue to show our children in a positive light uh, so they can be inspired and they can see themselves reflected in you know what they're reading. And um who else? What who what else? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Yes, that is amazing. That's amazing. So how can, you know, our listeners like keep up with you? Okay, so um, I'm on Nile Surprise uh, Discoveries slash Visit on Facebook. I'm at Nile uh, Discoveries on the gram. That's where I'm pretty active. And then okay. the, kids, the kids have gotten me out of my comfort zone and I've now joined TikTok and I'm doing videos. <laughs> uh-uh. And that is uh, Nile Surprise. Yes. Yeah, and you know what? I really like TikTok because I'm a music lover. And so, you know, it's mm. really cool to be able to set some text and some images to some music because it's like you can check out the information and, and bump while, you, while, you, while you're checking it out. You know, it's, it's, it's a much different experience exactly. than just reading a stagnant post, you know, that gets boring and redundant. So I've been trying to spice it up with the music, you know, um, and that's been a lot of fun. And then, of course, my website is nilesbooks.com. And that's where you can find both books. You can buy them individually or as a bundle. And I also have flip books, T. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with oh. the flip book technology, but yes. um, we'll actually, yeah, we'll actually be utilizing that tomorrow to make it more interactive, as opposed to me just sitting here reading the book this way you'll be able to see the book much um, better up close and personal. And it also has sound effects as you, as you turn the, turn the page and the kids get a big kick out of that. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't know anything yes. about flip book technology, but I want to give a shout out to my book company, DG self publishing Donnie and Shamira out in Arizona, an amazing couple, an amazing team, an amazing company doing great things. Obviously I've worked with them. For the first and second book, I love them. They're like family. I tell them all mm-hmm. the time. They're the ones that put me on to that. And it's coming handy, especially during the pandemic. When yeah. we weren't able to be in person, exactly. I was still able to do um, author reads on a virtual platform for my children's school, for some other schools uh, in New York City. Shout out to Wonder Wonder um, Teacher in uh, Brooklyn. So, Yeah. It's all about learning new things, expanding your brand, improving your brand, thinking out of the box, being creative, um, trying new things. Yeah, you, you got to have something different to offer. <laughs> it's a lot of competition out here. Exactly. No, this is true. But there's space for all of us to exist and to make our mark. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But before we go... Can you give our listeners a piece of advice in regards to bossing up, not just in business, but also in life? Wow. Bossing up. I'm going to say it again. Doing your research, I think, is so important. You know, um, you have to do your research. Read, 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 you know, find out information, find out who your tribe is. 
establish good relationships that are uh, reciprocal where you can give and and get Mm -hmm. something in return. Just be open. Just be open. Stay focused. Stay faithful. Yeah. Have a plan, but have some flexibility that that plan can change and, and, and have gratitude. You know, I think it's so important for every little small milestone um, just give thanks, because I think when you uh, are appreciative of what has come your way, that will just open up and expand for more positive things to happen on your behalf. And me, I'm big on sharing. So, you know, a lot of people, they get information and they want to hold it to themselves. I'm not like that. <laughs> right. know, one, of the, one of those events that I shared earlier, um, there's a fellow author who um, I really admire and respect, and she didn't know about it. And I shared it with her and she was so grateful. And I was like, absolutely. I hope to see you there. You know, so right. just putting out that good energy because it'll come back to you. You know, exactly. um, I met an author, uh, Christy High. I met her. She's in Ohio. Uh, we befriended each other, you know, virtually. I asked her, I asked her to do a, a review. And then in return, she said, well, can you do one for me? And I said, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I often will cross promote other people's work you know, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, their, their quality product uh, projects, because, you know, it's important. Everyone needs that support. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And it doesn't always have to come from family all the time. And I was just telling somebody about this. It's a whole nother conversation. Like support shows up in various ways. And I think the issue that a lot of us have is that we don't understand what support is and what it looks like. Like yep. we're so big on, oh, well, support me. You need to buy my book. No, support might not be buy my book. Tell another person about my book. Absolutely. Or, you know, share it on your social media platform. Or like you said, um, cross promote. Like people don't understand what support is. I need to have a class on it. Because, <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it bothers me from time to time. And, and and that's in that specific realm, because a lot of people really don't understand what it is, yes. what it is. They're so focused on one thing when it can be a whole bunch of other things and it still be just as beneficial. Definitely. They don't get it. They don't get it. But Ginger, you were amazing today. I really appreciate you being on here. You know, our conversation could have went way longer than this, <laughs> but you know, for the sake of time, you know, we want people to listen to the whole episode. Yeah, you know, you're so easy to talk to. Really, really good. You're, you're very easy to talk to. <laughs> you have good vibes. Like we we could we could kick it and do lunch one day and and, and brainstorm yes. about. Yes, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I'm definitely here for all of it. Everybody, y'all know how to get in contact with her. She dropped the gym. She done told you about flip books and all this other stuff. You know, make sure that you know continue to follow Niles' journey. She got a couple little other kids probably coming on the journey that y'all need to look on the lookout. You know, it's going to be a lot going on, y'all. So make sure, you know, you follow her. I'm sure she probably has an email list. Get on the email list so you can probably get the exclusive to some stuff um, and support her in these events that she's having. Share them on your platform. Show up if you can't in person or if it's virtual. Make sure you get that Zoom login information and pay attention. Tell a kid to tell a kid. It's all about sharing is caring. <laughs> yes. it's all about sharing and caring and with that being said I hope everybody has an amazing day and continue to boss up with purpose mm. Mm. ain't nothing to it real one ain't nothing to it boss thank you for listening to this episode of purposely bossing up 
Continue to keep bossing up with purpose. Real one. Ain't nothing 